good evening and welcome to the Sideline Junkies Monday Mayhem. We got the man of the hour, the Tower of Power, too sweet to ever be sour. It's been too long. My main man, Delonte. Good, man. Feels good to be back, man. Definitely been too long. Indeed. Of course, you got me, the big guy, KG, and we are your pilots of destiny on this beautiful Monday evening. Uh, first of all, let's go ahead and start off with uh, the NFL. I mean, we didn't get to do a post-game show yesterday, so let's just run it down. Um, <laughs> Sideline junkies look real dominant this week. Uh, the most games we lost, one person has lost three. Everybody else lost two. We are looking very daggone good this week. Uh, as of right now, you got Dolphins, Steelers. That's 0-0. Um, Seahawks beat the Falcons yesterday, 27-20. to Was that a surprise to you? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And, and, and I think it's, it's going to get worse for, for uh, the Falcons moving forward. I believe it. They traded one of their, I'll say, big weapons other than Julio Jones, and that was uh, Muhammad Sanu. He was traded to the New England Patriots, who paid a little bit of nothing to get him. Wow. So, uh, Seattle, 4-0 on the road for the first time, 4-0 on the road to begin a season for the first time since 1980. Uh, now this one was a surprise to me because of the way the Eagles showed up or didn't show up against Dallas, but the Eagles beat the Bills thirty-one to thirteen yesterday. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Um, I thought it was going to be more competitive, but Buffalo, I don't know. It, not, you know, they start out strong, and then you know, as the season progressed, man, like they just started waning off. So um, we might be saying that. Well, BJ said he didn't want to crown him yet, and I think he was kind of right on that one. But uh, I still think they're a good team. I see uh, 11 and 5, maybe 12 and 4 in Buffalo's future. So, hmm, okay, that's, that's pretty lofty, but all right, can't be, can't be mad at that. I'm feeling a little optimistic about him, that's all. Uh, the Chargers squeaked by the Chicago Bears 17-16. Uh, last second field goal did the Bears in again. And it was a stat line that was put up after that game. The Bears kickers in the last two years for a game tying or winning field goal, 0-4. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough for that franchise. But, you know, what's the best? Yeah. I don't – I mean, everybody's calling Mitchell Trubisky trash now. And I'm saying, uh, wasn't this the same guy that everybody was saying, you know, if he stays healthy, this is going to be a scary team? Pretty much. Uh, mm. (laughs) Uh, I guess they ain't too scary now, but. The Detroit Lions, who are surprisingly good, uh, beat the Giants 31-26 yesterday. In the last two games, Matt Stafford has thrown seven touchdowns. I think we all had that one picked across the board. Let me see where we at. Yeah. Detroit. Yeah, we had that picked across the board. Yeah, they they playing some good football so far this season. Uh, shout out to the Lions, man. Uh, the Texans on a last-second play, beat the Raiders 27-24. I believe Skip Bayless called Deshaun Watson Jordan-esque because that last touchdown was beautiful. Yeah, that that was uh, that was tough, man. That was tough. Uh, Watson, man, that, that dude, he, he, he's the real deal. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly, I, I remember 
some people who who shall remain nameless. Uh, Professor Lucky told me he wouldn't be that good of a starting pro quarterback. But I told him, I said, you know, give him a little time because he played pretty well at Clemson. Give him a little time. He'll he'll show what he can do. Right. True. True. Uh, the Jaguars, 29-15 winners over the 1-6 Jets. Gardner Minshew, three touchdown passes, most for a rookie QB in franchise history. I actually thought that Nick Foles was going to start this game, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah, I think they're trying to take their time as far as, like, um, bringing him back, which is good, you know. So, uh, shout out to, you know, to, to the Jaguars. They they have a good backup that they've been able to rely on so far, and I think they said that, what, 4-4? Four four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another team that uh, might be ready to sell the farm and pack it in for the season, the Cincinnati Bengals drop their eighth straight game this season. 24 to 10 to the Rams. Cooper Cup, if you had him in fantasy, he gave you 220 yards receiving. Yeah, he he uh Cooper, man, he he been he been balling. He was killing them uh the routes. The, his route running was like off the charts yesterday, man. So it looks like the Rams they recovered they're trying they're recovering from their three-game losing uh streak. They kind of picking up you know, back up to their dominant ways. Yeah, I, ho- I hope it stays that way, too. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals lose to the Saints. I mean, that was a foregone conclusion. We knew that even with uh, Breeze coming back, who passed 75,000 yards yesterday for a career. Yeah, that's, um, I mean... The, the Cardinals, they don't have anything to hold, you know, to be ashamed about. Like, they weren't even, you know, expected to, like, do much, but they've done fairly, fairly well so far this season. Yeah, I, I'll give them that. I mean, they've been very competitive. I think this is probably one of the few games that they lost that wasn't competitive right. all the way through. Uh, the Tennessee Titans. 27 over the Buccaneers. 27 23 over the Buccaneers. I I had the Buccaneers in this one, and I don't know why I keep picking the Buccaneers uh, every week, just having hope that they're going to win, but yeah, no. Yeah, same here. They they turned out to be, uh, I don't know, very inconsistent. So, yeah, uh, I, I think a lot of us paid the price for that yesterday. Now, this right here, this team as a whole has been dominant and surprising. The San Francisco 49ers 51, the Carolina Panthers 13. Most points scored by a 49ers team since week 16 of 1993. Yeah, they, they uh, you know what it is? They, they endure, endured, endured years of, you know, just being a doormat now, man, they, they letting the, the league know that they, they back, man. They're yeah. back. And they put up a, a, a stat. Jacoby Brissett, Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, you know, all three of those guys played on the same team at one point. Mm-hmm. They are combined 20 and two this season. 20 and two. I'm, I'm, geez. And they are not sit. Obviously, Jimmy G is not a system quarterback. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is not a system quarterback. These guys are actually pretty damn good. Right. So, and speaking of Jacoby Brissett, his Colts, 15 to 13 win over your Broncos. Adam Vinatieri, 51 yard field goal with 22 seconds remaining. I thought Vinatieri was going to retire a couple of weeks ago, but I guess not. The old man still got it. Yeah, he still got it. Um, and and, and good gutsy final drive for the Colts. I don't know about the horse collar, but that's you know I'll save that for another show. But my team, it's. Uh, it's a lot of turmoil. Um, you know, Flacco, he, he called out the uh, 
the coaching staff about their vanilla play calling. Um, too conservative, you know. Too conservative. That's that's another game we should have won this season. This it's gonna be one of those type of seasons, the seasons that should have. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, you know, what I'm saying I I, I think um, I know what what does need to happen. I think Elway needs to step down. Um, just I think just be the president of the team. You know, you you're not cut out to be general managing. I mean, you you had a good run. You know, you got us to two Super Bowls, but you know, I, I think it's time for you to hand the reins over to somebody else. Oh, and and fire your offensive coordinator on your way out the door too. You know, uh, last week we didn't get a chance to talk about it. The uh, Broncos traded Emmanuel Sanders to San Francisco for what a third round pick, a third, fourth, and a fifth. Uh, yep, yeah, we we got some we got some good um, draft capital for him. Um, the third pick, you know, that's that's def- that definitely helps because I believe the we funny- have what, three third round picks now. Wow, the yeah. funny part about it. I said it when it when it came across. Said you know what happened? This is how the conversation went. Mm-hmm. John Elway called John Lynch. Hey John, how you doing, John? I give you Emmanuel Sanders. Oh yeah, what what you want in return? Third, fourth, and the fifth. Ah, jeez, John, that's a lie. Come on, it's I'm John Elway, baby. Just do this for me. Ah, jeez, John. Okay, that, that that's how the conversation went. Yeah, pretty much. Because you guys, and when I say you guys, I mean the Broncos came out on the good end of this deal because Emmanuel Sanders is not doing very much this year. Number one. Number two, those three picks, and those three picks can easily turn into six more picks if you use them right. Because you could trade them and get more out of them. So I think you guys got the Good end of the stick on that one. Yeah, to- I totally agree. Totally agree, man. And and, and you know, I I, I got to give props and a mouth high salute to uh, E. Sanders for you know his, his contributions. Um, you know, definitely did his thing. But you know what? I think what it is, he he was frustrated too with not only the quarterback play but the coaching. So, you know, it was just time to, like, you know, cut ties. It happens, man. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because him, Demarius Thomas, and it was somebody else y'all had in the slide. Y'all had a nice young receiving core at one point in time, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, we should. We actually had uh, the great Wes Walker as our slot. At one point. West Wilker, that's who it was. And then I remember y'all had Brandon Stokely at one point, too. Yeah. Because he caught that miracle pass at, off the tip. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, he did. What was it? Um, He caught that, and then um, everybody said that uh, him running parallel to the goal line, that's a Madden trait. You do that on Madden, and he did that, and that was absolutely amazing. Right. To, to, to just to have the wherewithal to do that. Um, this one right here, I know your household was happy off of this because the missus might have been shouting for joy, but this is a no brainer, too. Uh, New England Patriots 27, Cleveland Browns 13, Patriots remain unbeaten 8 0. The Browns dropped to 2 and 5. Bill Belichick wins his 300th career game, and that's including the playoffs. He won his first game. Back in 1991 as the head coach of the first incarnation of the Cleveland Browns with the win over the New England Patriots. He wins his 300th over the second incarnation of the Cleveland Browns as the coach of the New England Patriots. I think, uh, I mean, you know, props to the Patriots, but... I look at this schedule, Kevin, and, and, and it's just, uh, man, it's like a varsity team going up against a, a JV, like a bunch of JV teams. Like, like it's, it's like 
Oklahoma playing against a bunch of like D two colleges. They got the nope. easiest schedule in the league, man. How do you do and that? A lot of people keep saying that. They're saying, "Oh man, they're playing Little Sisters of the Poor and the Pennsylvania Correctional Facility. They're not playing anybody." But that's the whole thing. If they're not playing anybody, and let's say they, you know, they were one in seven this whole time. Oh yeah, the Patriots trash. They ain't played nobody, but they're eight and zero. They're supposed to be eight and zero. They're supposed to be undefeated right now. Because they haven't played anybody. Exactly. They might mess around and, and, and run the table. Possibly. Only team that's given them any competition was Buffalo. Yeah. They actually could have won that game, too. Yeah. If Buffalo's offense would have showed up. Yeah. If, I, if I'm being real. But... Uh, uh, well, I'm going to ask you this. Before we, you know, we got one more game, but I'm going to ask you this because it's pertaining to Bill Belichick. If he decides to hang him up at the end of this season, even if he doesn't, how soon do you think the Hall would be called? I don't think they're going to wait five years to put Bill Belichick in the Hall of Fame. No, no, maybe three. But. Now, I'm going to go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to say, no, nah, they're definitely not going to wait five. No, 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 no. Now, I'm going to ask you a hard-hitting question. Mm-hmm. And, and the only way you can answer this is as a sideline junkie. Okay. Bill Belichick, Bill Walsh, Don Shula, Landry, Lombardi, out of those five coaches, who's number one? That's a good, that's a, that's a, uh, part of the dilemma. I might have to go with, um, damn, I might have to go with, uh, Belichick. Mm. Because, I mean, I, I could, I could, I could go with Shula, you know, yeah, he, he had, um, he had, uh, you know, the, the only perfect, perfect, perfect season, but, uh, man, you know, I got to Call the spade a spade, or I go with Belichick. Hmm. And the wild part about it, there is no wrong answer because if these are five of the greatest coaches to ever walk the NFL sidelines, um, Lombardi won a total of what five championships. Uh-huh. He 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 actually did three in a row. Because they won the last NFL championship, then they won the first two Super Bowls. So they won a championship three years in a row. Um, of course, Shula with perfect the perfect season, but that team, that Dolphins team, was dominant. Where they won seventeen straight, and then they went into the next season four weeks in before they lost another game. I think they, I think they ran into nineteen straight. Uh, of course, you know about Bill Walsh, innovator, West Coast offense. He could coach like nobody else. He could tell you. This is the play we're going to run. And it was so precise. When you come out of your break, sit right here. It won't be nobody within 20 yards of you. And the ball will come, you'll catch it. There's nobody there within 20 yards. Just like he said it would happen. Uh, who, who, who else? Landry. Oh, my goodness. Tom Landry. We have the flex 4-3 defense because of Tom Landry and think about this Landry and Lombardi were on the same staff with the Giants at one point in time yeah yep you're right man so it's no wrong answer whatsoever I just wanted to know what you thought because me personally I'm 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 so on the fence I don't even know who to pick I mean my heart says Lombardi but my mind it's telling me it's got to be either Belichick or Walsh because those are they, they they game plan and they'll shut you down with their game plans. So yeah, yeah, got definitely got to you know keep it real and go with um Belichick. I mean, I you know I, I could go with Shula, but uh, we'll go with Belichick. Uh, and last but not least, the Sunday night game. Uh. Green Bay Packers 31, 
Kansas City Chiefs 24. Um, Jones had 226 yards from scrimmage, most by a Green Bay player since 2003. I think that was a foregone conclusion with no Patty Mahomes. Um, I said that uh, in order for them to be okay, they would have to win games, and they're not winning any games. I mean, this is the first game, and they're talking about bringing Pat Mahomes back next week. It's too soon. Rushing them. They desperate, yeah. man. They desperate. Now, that's your division. And I'm not going to say you wishing any ill will on anybody, but I, I, I need to take your Broncos hat off real quick and just put on a, a coach's hat. As a coach, would you ever rush your player back from something like that as a dislocated kneecap? Never. 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 And and I would expect uh, Andy Reid to be smarter than that. But the Chiefs are are proven to be a a quote-unquote desperate franchise anyway. Like the Tyreek Hill situation. Um, They got this man like on tape or something admitting to like breaking his breaking a kid's arm or something as some sort of form of discipline. Yet, uh, he was banned from the facility for, like, the off-season workout. But the season opener, he's there. Because he's their number one receiver. They are, you know, I guess they already lost Kareem Hunt, um, you know, when he punted old girl in the face. So, uh, they're like, man, you know, we got to hold on to what we have. So they rushing my homes back. No, it just – look, it's becoming a, a desperate franchise. Well, with the whole Tyreek Hill thing, you know, his uh, – the mother of his son actually came out and said she was the one that did it, and she blamed him because she was mad at him. Wow. But the thing is, it got swept under the under the rug. It, eventually, it just all got swept under the rug, and that, and you didn't hear anything else. So, I I want to know more about that whole situation, but nobody's talking. Yeah, definitely. All right, moving on to our next NFL topic: first half MVP. Since we had week eight. Tonight is the last game for the first half of the season, pretty much. Um, who's your first half MVP? This is going to be a surprise to a lot of people, but based on the circumstances and the fact that he had to, you know, say kind of come in and, you know, put on a cape and do his thing, I would have to go with Teddy Bridgewater. Jeez, you must be reading my. Mine, because I said the same thing. Yeah. He came in, went 5-0, and managed the team very well until mm-hmm. Drew Brees got back, and they just kept rolling. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you, because that's who I had picked, too. I had Teddy Bridgewater pick. Um, now, all right, here's a hard one for you. Mm-hmm. Who, who would be your coach of the year? Um, what's the coach for uh for Green Bay? Uh, Matt Lafleur. Lafleur. Yep. Okay. I I don't think nobody's. I mean, you know, Green Bay they have Aaron Rodgers, so of course you know they they will do something, but we ain't expect them to do something. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's uh I I definitely got to give him props, man. And I and if I had to. You know, claim a coach of the year it would have to be him. Well, I I, I say uh, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, because he has taken that team from the doldrums and brought them up into a once again a respectable franchise, and they have done the damn thing on offense and defense. They're one and two on offense and defense behind the Patriots. The, 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 the 49ers and the Patriots are the two dominant offensive and defensive teams in the league. Just 
I got to give it to Shanahan. I got to give it to Kyle. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's that's not bad either. Uh, sticking with the NFL before we take a break. A lot of trades happen today. The Dolphins trade Kenyon Drake to the Cardinals. Uh, of course, we don't want to worry. I don't. I forget what they trading for. They trading for a pick. Um, but you know the deadline's coming up. And everybody's interested in somebody. I've seen Trent Williams' name thrown out there. Uh, even Josh Norman. They say the Redskins are desperately trying to get rid of Josh Norman. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I wonder why. Is it a salary thing or, or what? <laughs> it's a performance thing, I would think, because he has not performed in two years. I, I'm just I'm being honest. And that's not any venom spit to him. That's just me being honest. He has not performed in two years. So, um, if you're a GM, would you trade for Josh Norman? Mm, nah. I mean, I think he, he earned his contract off that this Super Bowl year in uh, Carolina. You know, um, but he, you know, he he got a little. I mean, a, a lot of them players they got antics with him, but he, but Josh Gordon, man, he got, uh, he can go a little over the top sometimes. So, I, and I think, mm, nah, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I say the same thing. Uh, I'm like, but I would probably have to pull a, a, a Flint Tropics. Um, we're gonna trade. We traded you, Josh. What did I get traded for? A washing machine. So that's probably all I trade them for, but that's just me. Um, the Jets uh, traded Leonard Williams to uh, uh, the Giants for a third round pick. Um, I'm I'm hoping like hell. I've heard as far as Redskins go, I've heard uh Trent Williams, uh uh Ryan Kerrigan, I've heard a lot of names out of DC. And it's not cool. But if they trade Ryan Kerrigan, I think I might have to turn in my Redskins card. And yeah, I, I oh go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, nah, I was about to say, yeah, that's 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 a that's a whole crazy ordeal too. I I was I was surprised when I read that. They say uh people are calling about DeAndre Hopkins, even though he's not on the block, they're calling about him. Um and as far as the Kenyon Drake Drake uh trade. <laughs> Uh, a 2020 draft pick. They don't say what round. <laughs> Fox Sports asked, will uh, Matt Ryan be traded to the Bears? They said he will? It said Willie. They asked me the question. But I think that would be a dumb move. You actually had to trade him and Trubisky. Because you can't have both. Um, I heard the Redskins are looking at O.J. Howard. Uh, Minnesota's looking at Darius Slay. Say Chris Harris is one of the ones everybody's looking at. So it's a a lot of uh, things going on. Mm-hmm. And nothing concrete just yet. Nothing concrete. Well, just a few concrete, but nothing from the really, really big names concrete yet. Gotcha. Hmm, that makes sense. So Let's go ahead and step away for a minute, get a, a little message from our sponsors, come back, talk a little NBA, uh, then finish it up with a little um, MLB. You know, I, I'll say this, hopes are down right now in D.C., so maybe just maybe they can be picked up in the next two games, but we'll talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned. 
And just like that, we are back. Time to jump into a little NBA. Um, <laughs> this is, you know, everybody's in hit the panic mode button. But uh, I don't know if it's time to panic just yet, but the Golden State Warriors are 0-2. They're, they're, they're up right now uh, 33-22 on the Pelicans, but their first two games of the season. 141-122 loss to the Clippers. And then three nights later, 120-92 loss to the Thunder. Um, <laughs> Are the Warriors really this bad? Nah, I think they're just trying to, like, uh, work out the kinks. Um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, but I don't think they're going to be, like, the worst team in the league. So, you know, I think it's just a thing. They're just trying to work out the Kings. 82-game season, so it's, like, super early. They asked uh, Steve Kerr, what was he think? Was he thinking about the blowout losses? Um, he said he was thinking about the Modelo that's in his locker. So he was thinking more about the uh, the beer than the blowout loss. So my thing is, if he's not panicking, why should we? Yeah, that's true. But again, it's, it's early, man. Yeah, it is. Uh, this this team is young. Uh, no more uh Iggy, no more Sean Livingston, uh, no Boogie, no KD. Right now, it's the Steph Curry show. And he's playing Willie Cauley Stein, uh, Marquise Chris, Alec Burks, Jacob Evans, Draymond Green, Kevin Looney, Eric Pascal, Jordan Poole, Glenn Robinson, D'Angelo Russell, Omari Spellman, and Alan Spalagic. I hope I pronounced that right, but honestly, outside of D'Angelo Russell, Kevin Looney, Draymond, uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, and Steph Curry, you got to ask yourself, who are these guys? I think once you lost KD, I thought they would go a little bit harder in free agency, not to replace them, but to get some more talent. And it just seemed like they, they, they rested on the fact that we're the world champion, Golden State Warriors. And you can't rest on that because you know what happened when you rest on that? You become the former world champion, Golden State Warriors, and you'll never win another one. Ask the Bulls when they rested on that because we're the world champion Bulls. We can build another squad. And what happened? We right. haven't been back to the finals in 21 years. So, <sighs> man, <laughs> that's just my three cents. Um. But, like I said, if Steve Kerr is not panicking, why should we? Um, he's a great coach. He coached I – mean, I'm sorry. He played under two of the best coaches to ever walk the NBA sidelines in Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich. So, I'm not worried about this team at all, but they have to buy in. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I think that they'll – They'll get it together. Uh, moving on. <laughs> now, this is another question for you. I keep posing you with all the questions tonight. But why not when I know in my heart of hearts, you should be walking the sideline coaching basketball your damn self. So why not ask you these things? All right. <laughs> Are the Lakers? Oh, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase that. Should we be taking the Lakers seriously? Um. Oh, of course, of course. Like, I think. Um, let's keep in mind, though, LeBron. I think this is this might be his, if not his last, then next season definitely be his last. As far as being like that dude, you know what I'm saying? Where like you can, you give him the ball in crunch time, but you know, for the Lakers, well, thankfully for the Lakers, faithful, faithful, they have 
uh, Anthony Davis who can like deliver as well. Um, so I think they need to kind of just start looking at the fact that, you know, it's going to be his team. You know, he's younger, taller, you know, he, he, he got skills, you know, to pay them bills and, and LeBron, I think this, this might, I, you know, he, he got maybe a season or two left of like full, you know, just like top notch, you know, baller status. After that, you know, it'll be like that, you know, that eventful, you know, uh, descent will, will start because Father Tom is unbeaten out here. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, the Lakers are two and one right now. Yesterday, they beat the Hornets 120 to 101. Uh, I think this is arguably. Outside of uh, the Miami teams, I think this is the best cast of characters that LeBron has had, mm-hmm. and they're young. Um, they have, and he's on a two-way contract, so he's going G League and back and forth from G League to NBA. But uh, Casas Antetokounmpo, which is Giannis's brother, if you haven't seen him ball for Greece. All them brothers, all the Antetokounmpo brothers can ball. Oh, yeah. They can really ball. So don't sleep on it. Uh, you got Avery Bradley. Um, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, he has been underwhelming this season. Oh, oh my God. What a... Uh, uh, just... <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Oh man, I can't. I ain't even got. I ain't got the words. Like I legit don't even have the words. Like this dude's just been awful, man. Just god awful. Like, bruh, you got a big contract and you just pew, you stinking it up. Just bad, man. Mm-hmm. They said the first two games he earned eighteen million dollars for no points, no rebounds, and nine fouls. Wow. Um. Alex Caruso, I like him. I like Alex Caruso a lot. Uh, Quinn Cook, Troy Daniels, of course you got AD, Jared Dudley, Danny Green, uh, Dwight Howard. I I guess he's not as hurt as we once thought he was when he was here in Washington because he's playing pretty daggone good. Of course you got LeBron, Kyle Kuzma. I think, did Kyle Kuzma make his season debut yet? No, not yet. Okay. Um, JaVale McGee, and you still got Rondo. So, I mean, this team is not super young, but uh, I, I said it on Saturday. Somebody from the state of California, and it's going to be either the Lakers or the Clippers, but I'm not going to sleep on the Warriors, but somebody from the state of California will make the, fl- the finals. I'm just I'm being honest here, um, but I'm <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. I think it was on Undisputed with uh, Skip and Shannon, mm-hmm. and they had Magic Johnson on. And mm-hmm. I I had to find the clip and I'm gonna have to send it to you. I think I posted it on the Sideline Junkies page on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. I think I did, but if I didn't, I'll post it right after this show. Magic was saying, I would love to see LeBron go back to the point forward instead of the point guard. And yeah, I'm, I'm go ahead. No, my bad. You go ahead. Look, uh, I'm just I'm I'm sitting here now. Number one, you know it. Everybody that listens to our show know it. I'm a huge Magic Johnson fan, like huge. Like I could sit in a room. And I'd probably be like that little kid in awe just listening to him speak, whether it's about basketball, business, or just life in general. Mm -hmm. And he said something, and I was like, damn, I never thought about it like that. He said, LeBron and the point guard, he has to check and chase around those little point guards all the time. It's burning them out when you come to the end of the game. But if he goes to point forward, it's kind of like what he was doing. He was like, when I was playing point forward, 
uh, I didn't check the point guard. I checked a guy that wasn't really going to do much on offense. All I had to do was keep him off the boards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ma- Magic, he makes a great point, man. You know, and, and plus, you know, LeBron, man, he, he up there in the <laughs> so, you know, he got to, you know, kind of preserve, you know. Yeah. And And speaking of Magic, to hear him talk about how he wanted to be an ambassador to the game and all the guys called, he said he went into business with LeBron and they've made $20 million. Wow. You know, they, they've done what needed to be done and they made money together. They're still friends. He, he was like, I recruited them to the Lakers. I mean, this is what it is. But he was like, you know, they still call him. And he enjoys that. That's the part of the game he enjoys. I just, I want to see, I don't know. I got got this thing about LeBron. I didn't like when he went to Miami because I'm like, you're too big of a talent to ever go to somebody else's team and kind of sort of play second fiddle. Because no matter what LeBron did, Miami will always be Dwayne Wade's. Oh, yeah. Wade County. Exactly. Uh, and I felt that I was like, LeBron didn't need to go to Miami. He could have got them to come to Cleveland. But it happened. And I think that stretch, that Miami stretch, is the only time I really rooted against LeBron. Not because I didn't like him. I didn't like the move. Right. When he went to the Lakers, and we had speculations all offseason. And we were talking. We was like, where's LeBron going to go? I think the majority of us said the Lakers. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Because he's the next Laker great. Yeah. After, after Kobe. Who, who, who's the Laker great after Kobe? In between LeBron and Kobe, who was the Laker great? Uh... I can't name. Oh, I can't name <laughs> so, this is that Laker great, and but not only is you know LeBron a a, a Laker great, he's going to be an NBA great. But I'm pulling for him this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pulling for. I'm pulling for something different that we haven't got as far as uh, basketball wise, right? Because it's been the same dull ass product for quite some time and I, I don't want it to be like that anymore. I wanted to go back to what it used to be mm-hmm. where we have parity in the league. We don't see the same two teams in the in the finals right. year in and year out. So <laughs> that's me on my soapbox once again. So <laughs> good. And last but not least, we're gonna switch gears. Um, the World Series. Oh my goodness, we were so uh-huh. hyped up. <laughs> we were so hyped up to have the Nationals in the World Series. Um, they won the first two games, and then they dropped the following three. So the Nationals are down three games to two, one game away from. Not even saying elimination. One game away from everything falling apart. Um, game six is in Houston tomorrow at eight oh seven. I I don't know what to say. I mean, even as a Yankee fan, I am pulling for the Nationals. Um, what's your thoughts on this whole World Series and everything that comes with it? Uh, I I think you know I gotta be honest, man. Like they they let it, you know, what I'm saying they let it get away from them. You know, you you can't let a team like Houston, like Houston, they've been they've been like good, good for like the last few years, you know. And you can't let a team like Houston, you know, come to your house and get hot. I was thinking that, you know, that's gonna wrap it up, you know, out of them three games. You know when to wrap it up, but you know another hill 
You know what I'm saying? So we'll see what happens with game six. Uh, I know one thing, them bats need to be hot because getting outscored 19 to three in three in uh, games three, four, and five, and your home on your home field is not the wave. It's not the wave. So I think they need to step up. Um, you know, I'm um, not sure it's pitching uh, for game six, but they need to be on their A game. It's it's like two games. We got two game season, you know. Think of it, you know, I mean, it's playing for our lives here, you know. So, got to go there and win. I think the Nets can win game six. They got a real great shot of winning game seven. I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely. Um, when you say waking up bats, man, I didn't think they would come home. I knew they would lose one game at home because I, I was like, this is over in five. They're going to lose one game at home. I didn't think they would lose all three. I thought they would at least take one, but maybe just maybe. It may be better for them to play in Houston and they can go ahead and take it all. In Houston. Yeah. I mean, would love for them to win at Nats Park. Uh but hey, just win it any way you can, fellas. Exactly. So um I guess that's all we got. Uh before we get out of here though, Friday. Let's put a pin in it now. We need to hook up Friday. And get a Friday night freestyle going. Because uh, we've been a little lax on our uh, sports coverage <laughs> the last two weeks or so. But that's all about to change right yeah. here, right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, we – and to the listeners, we apologize, man. You know, we – you know, we, we back for real. Actually, you know what? This Friday I'll be in North Carolina for the weekend. Oh, on location. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I can possibly do something on location. Uh, it's my school's homecoming, but oh yeah, I can um, yeah, I can I can possibly like kind of get away for a bit. Um, okay. and, you know, show love to the uh, to the junkies. Well, you know, most definitely, we can work around your schedule any way to get it done. So that's not even a a, a issue. Um. Safe travels. Oh man, appreciate it, man. No problem, man. Uh, hell, <laughs> that'd have been a great road trip. I tell you that. You know what? We are gonna start road tripping because I really wanted to, I really wanted us to go to the WNBA finals, but the tickets were five hundred dollars a piece. <laughs> right. I wanted us to go to the World Series, but I think the cheapest ticket was nine hundred thirty six. So we would have to pool our money together as sideline junkies for one ticket. We probably had to take turns per inning or per yeah. half of inning watching the game. All right. <laughs> but I, I I want us to be able to get into some of these uh, championship games because I, I, I said it to BJ, now I'm going to say it to you. We got the Washington Valor have won a championship here last year. Uh, the Capitals year before last, the Mystics this year, now the Nationals are up. If we can get the Wizards and the Redskins on par, I say we rename DC Title Town USA. What you think about that? Oh man, I'm 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 totally with it. I'm totally with it. And I, my whole thing is like when you cross over into DC, it's gonna say. Welcome to D.C., Title Town, USA. Exactly. And then you'll hear Welcome to D.C. by Mambo Sauce play. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm, I'm good with just that. Oh, yeah. Home of the champions. So, I mean, it's a thought. So, to ESPN 980, I'm sorry, Team 980, ESPN 630, 1067 The Fan, let's get this going, man. Start calling our hometown Title Town USA. And to the Redskins and the, and the Wizards, man, step it up. 
Speaking yeah. of the Wizards, I got a bet going with BJ. Mm-hmm. He says the Wizards aren't going to win more than 42 games. I said 50. If they stay healthy, no catastrophic injury, 50 games. Oh. I would have to say probably uh, 40. Oh, you going under two? Oh, man, y'all are yeah. rough. Yeah, I'm going to go under two. Sorry about that, man, but yeah, got to go under two. Oh, man. I'm out on a limb by myself. Okay. All right. It's cool. I'll take that. I'll be all right. So, well, until Friday, this has been the Monday Night Mayhem presented by the Sideline Junkies. That's Delonte. I'm KG. And we are out of here. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.